Hello, and welcome to Insert Movie Here, the musical. We're your hosts. My name is Sam. My name is Kyle. We write musicals together. Kyle writes the music and lyrics. Sam writes the books, which is all the stuff that isn't the singing. The other thing you need to know about us is that we absolutely love movies. On this podcast, we take movies that absolutely should not be turned into musicals, and we do it anyway. And we're going to do this adaptation in real time. We, uh, we separately watched the same movie. We took a few notes, uh, but now together we're going to talk about it for the first time and figure out how to turn it into a musical. We'll figure out structural changes to the plot, what the musical would look like on a stage, what the songs would be, where they'd be, all that good stuff. And after we've finished recording, Kyle is going to go away with one of the song ideas we came up with. He's going to actually write it, and then we'll have one of our amazing and talented friends perform it for you. Yes, we will. They did it with hairspray, they did it with Xanadu, why not Inception, or maybe The Godfather 2? They did it with Spamalot and Little Shop and Groundhog Day, so why not try with Paranormal Activity? Just take any movie, and add in like 10 or 12 songs, so what if Shayla singing feels oh so wrong? So what if the flick we pick's a fit a bit unsuitable? We'll make it a Broadway hit, both baffling and beautiful. Just give us an hour, even Deer Hunter is doable. It's Insert Movie here, the musical. Pick any movie and insert it right here. Yeah! So... Today, we are going to adapt Independence Day into a musical comedy. (laughs) Which was admittedly my idea. The 1996 uh, Alien alien Invasion. Blockbuster, yes. Yeah, it is definitely a blockbuster. Yes, so for, for people who don't necessarily remember some of the more like the subtle or finer moments <laughs> of Independence Day. Can you um, just give like a blue, really brief uh, summary for those people? Yes. So a bunch of aliens invade like the entire world and they're like hovering over major cities and stuff. Um, Bill Pullman is the president. Will Smith plays like an Air Force pilot who wants to be an astronaut. Um, Jeff Goldblum is a scientist of some sort. Um he works with Harvey Firestein, who is in this movie, and all of these people just come together to just, like, kick the aliens' asses. Like, they just, like, kick their asses on Independence Day, and it's like, America, and the aliens lose. Now, I... Have you seen this before? I have... I first saw Independence Day at some point in time in my life as a kid, and I watched it a lot as a kid. My dad would make me and my brother watch it, and when it got to the part of the president's speech, he would stop and put on the Kenneth Branagh St. Christmas Day speech. Oh my god. Which is especially funny, because then for years afterwards, I thought it was, like, really a direct parallel. Like, I thought St. Christmas Day was, like, maybe about, like, aliens. Oh my god. (laughs) Which it's not. Because it's just, like, a rallying speech. Yeah, and I guess it's... Well, I guess the whole... Fourth of July, everyone will celebrate Fourth of July, is everyone will remember oh, St. Okay. Christmas Day. Um, got it, got but it, it, got it's it. a tenuous connection. <laughs> I saw this, okay, so like it should be known that like Independence Day is like, is like the movie that is the most opposite of everything that I would want to watch in a movie. But it seemed potentially fun for this, so I was like, let's do it. 
I'd only seen it once before when I was like, I saw it in the movie theater, which means I literally was like almost five years old, like watching this movie in the movie theater. But I distinctly remember seeing it in the movie theater. Um, and then I never saw it again. But I feel like I've seen it a thousand times because every there are so many like iconic moments in it. We both rewatched it last night. Um, we accidentally, I've just been informed, yes. watched an extended edition. <laughs> yeah, we did. Which, like, it's a long-ass movie period. Well, there is something very, like, uh, Lord of the Rings about it. There are so many characters, and they all have, like, resolution. It, I mean, it's built in the model of those, like, old disaster movies. Sure. Like, The Towering Inferno, or, like... Where it's like you have this gigantic cast of stars and they're all in trouble with this alien invasion. But it is kind of amazing how if you go um, down the list, even the like H character or Z plotline yes. has a like scene where you fulfill what they're what is missing in their lives. Yes. There's there's the family that the dad is a drunk and he's a the stepdad's a drunk and it's because Ten years ago, uh, he he was believes the aliens beamed up, beamed up, and molested him, which is weird because like there's this is Randy Quaid, yeah, and and they present it as like ah the aliens are real. Randy Quaid definitely was fingered by an alien, but was yes. he? I don't know if like these aliens. I mean, do the that. thing is the the thing that's so weird about it is that everyone's like ha 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 Randy Quaid he's crazy he's drunk and he thinks that he was beamed up to a spaceship and fingered by aliens but then as soon as aliens come into the movie everybody's like ha ha he's still absolutely crazy well yeah like nobody's like huh maybe that story like has some like some like leverage now and then his, the completion of his arc is literally <laughs> he blows up the alien he like suicide blows bombs the aliens and literally says in the most extreme close-up what does he say he's like i'm back boys yeah yeah which like we're definitely gonna get to that when we talk about what would make a good song and and there's this moment in that movie where they've bought some time they've lowered the aliens defenses and all around the world the jet pilots are like destroying the uh the the little the ships, ships that are actually really and big. but yeah. what happens is like oh it's not enough all 40 of our planes missiles aren't enough and we run out and our only way we're able to do it is by timing it just right when they're gonna blow us to smithereens have like a drunk suicidal redemption arc <laughs> straight into the alien ship's butthole. <laughs> but what i was wondering is they only yeah. show you the american one doing that but is there like a drunk redemption arc in every city around the world that's the thing <laughs> it's like how did all the other ones not how did all the other ones win yeah um so any other takes on the movie i mean i think it's so excessively long long and really cheesy it's so long and like so little happens yes like it could easily be two hours well it is in some ways it's like the love actually of alien movies um but but like truly like three things happen but it's like it is rousing it is rousing it gets you like no, it's very... I think it's charming. I think it's charming. It it was... Re- it's really long, and it um, was quite boring for me, but I think it's great for this. Um, any other thoughts about the movie? Do you want to say anything about uh, <laughs> Harvey? I mean, uh, uh, we'll get to Harvey. Harvey's just like... I, that's the one weirdly enough that's the one thing i remembered so vividly from the movie is harvey under the desk calling yes, his mom i don't care you gotta get it at, at nice 
It's literally, I think, Aunt Edna or Aunt Bertha or something. I love it. I mean, we'll talk about His death is emotional (laughs) and how not emotional it is. (laughs) Literally, um, um, everything with Harvey Firestein is emotional for me. So, um, it, 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 uh, it killed me. Okay, so should we talk about some, how we would turn Independence Day into a musical comedy? Yeah. So this is my, the, uh, this is my one big idea. Um, I'm going to throw it at you right now. The show opens, um, curtain up, uh, gigant, the, the mothership flies on. There's a big wall of fire coming at the audience. Uh, the music is, is blasting. It's like, ah, and then pin spot on Harvey Firestein in a car. And he says, you're probably wondering how I found myself in this situation. So you're, you're pitching that we tell yes. this musical from the perspective of Harvey Firestein's character. I'm pitching that perhaps it could be interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's certainly one way in. <laughs> here's, here's a question. Where, where I feel like this informs, and I had trouble with this as I was watching it. I feel like there's a logical answer to this question, but where is the intermission? Yeah, so I, I I'm going to answer that question in a second. Can I pose this a, a different question first? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. we've got to figure out, just for ease, who's the main character? And it's like, obviously, it's got to either yes. be Will Smith or Jeff Goldblum. Um, I did have a nightmare last night, Kyle, where you were belligerently insisting that it had to be the yes. Mary McDonald character. Like, she <laughs> is the protagonist of Independence Day. She's the protagonist of my life, Battlestar Galactica, which I'm still getting through. Um, but yeah, I think Jeff Goldblum or Will Smith, but it's got to be Will. Why do they... I. Th- I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think you do a sort of producer situation and we follow the both of them and there's catharsis in the both of them being the lead. I think that's a great idea. Let's do both. I mean, I think it's important that, I mean, listen, the image of the movie is at the very end, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum walking toward their ladies and the president and whoever's there with cigars looking like a million bucks, right? Yeah. So that's like the fu- that's like the thing that you'd be chasing, right? Is like these guys did it. Yeah. That's like the big moment at the end. Okay, so they're both the heroes. Um, We've got a Will S- and J- and Bill Pullman's the C plot, I guess. But wait, now I want to answer your other yeah. question, which was where does intermission go? Where does th- intermission? I think it has to be right after the alien ships open up and explode everything. I think so too. I, I I was watching though, and I was like, because that's like less than an hour into the movie, right? But the thing is that the next hour and a half of the movie is so overly long. Yeah, well, I mean, the the there's two chunks of the movie. There's the aliens are, are, are arrive, and what are they going to do? And there's now that we know what they're going to do, how do we stop them? Yeah, it has to be that, and that's why I'm saying, you know, we fulfill Harvey's arc. He gets killed right at the end of the first act. Oh, that's fun. So he's like a narrator who you think is at all. (laughs) I mean, I love the idea of... I mean, look, we have to take some liberties with the movie if we're turning into a musical comedy. And why not have Harvey Firestein's character be a narrator? Yeah, I think it's important. Like, in... in, in, I think in act one would be... He's the Greek chorus. And yeah, he's a Greek chorus. And act one would be him being like, you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. And then he (laughs) dies at the end of act one. And then act two, he comes back yes. like as a narrator ghost. Yeah, for sure. 
things were looking for pretty sure. bad for all my friends back on Earth. <laughs> yes. I mean, the one thing that just must, must happen is he's got to have a patter song <laughs> in the office where he's like, I got to call my mother. I got to call my dad. I got to call my, my my lawyer. I won't call my lawyer. Like, that is a song. Yeah, that's obviously a patter song. Very clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so just before we dive in. Anyway, anymore, I know, I'll back up on Harvey. Uh, before we dive in a little more specifically on the number by number. So what we know is the first act is the aliens arrive. And then they blow everything up at the end of Act 1. Yeah. And Act 2 is the uh, figuring out how we defeat them. All through which we get to see Will Smith fulfill his dream of being an astronaut. Jeff Goldblum reconcile his love for what he does with others' need for ambition. Yes. And Harvey's a narrator. Um, Just off the top of your head, who do you think would direct this? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this isn't very, uh, this isn't a Casey Nicola production. It's definitely someone who's like a maximalist. So it's not Evo Van Hove. <laughs> it's um it's probably Alex Timbers. Yeah, I was thinking this is an Alex Timbers show. Yeah. Uh, the new Alex Timbers where you actually have a gigantic mothership. Yeah, it's not just like a matchbook and like some silly string. Yeah. Um, Although we would love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk, so opening number. <laughs> what does that look like? It's yes. Is this is tough? Is the number the thing you described where the curtains raise up? There's fire everywhere. Freeze frame <laughs> on Harvey in a car saying, "You're probably wondering why I got here." Is that a number? No, I don't think so. So in this world, I guess the the opening number needs to be about sort of setting because I don't think we want to like like Will Smith needs to have like. His, like, sort of Luke Skywalker okay. moment I, where he has this, like, I want. I have an, right? I have an idea that, for my, for Will Smith's want song, but okay. I'll get, we'll get Let's to that get in a second. There in a second. Yeah. I think the most... I feel like Harvey's got to introduce us to everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, I also think that, like, you have to, like... Something that's, something that's sort of successful in the movie is, like, it's literally broken up into, like, July 2nd, July 3rd, July 4th. I think you have to sort of show that we're gearing up to Independence Day. It's got to be, like, something about, like, because it's, it's a super, so, like, rah-rah so we're thinking like movie, we right? in, So we're thinking, like, one of those songs that introduces everyone, but the sort of background of it is... We're all getting ready for our Fourth of July plans. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, like Bill Pullman's baking a pie, and they're buying sparklers yeah. at the store. Yeah, and it's just like I think it's like everything's fine. Like we have to show the stasis, right? Yeah, what's like a silly comp for like everyone getting ready for like an exciting day in a musical? Your your knowledge is deeper than mine. Oh, like um. <laughs> I just imagine Harvey singing, this was a real nice clam bake. Yeah, so we're doing cl- um, <laughs> clam bake. I don't know, but it's like, good morning Baltimore or something, and it's like, everybody's about America, you know. Um, okay, so here's my pitch for the I Want song. Which is Will Smith. The Will Smith I Want song. So, in the movie, Will okay. Smith wakes up with his, with his, his boo, and the... Aliens have already arrived, and people are freaking out around him. He doesn't know it yet. He, like, goes and gets his paper. He, like, has his coffee, and then he realizes it. I think the I Want song should be 
The opening number, Stasis, 4th of July, ends. He wakes up out of bed. The aliens have not come yet in this version. Um, but there's a moment in the movie where he literally is just peeing while looking out the window yes. and, like, describing everything he sees. Yeah. So I does. feel like the I Want song should just be, like, him peeing, looking out the window, describing, like, the sunny park and the kids playing and, like, talking about what he wants. I love and that. then... In the that. bridge or whatever, he's like, what's that dark cloud? Psst. Oh my god, it's aliens! Yes. Psst. I'm gonna be an astronaut! Yes, love it. What's that song called? Do you have a title for it? Uh, For the peeing I want song. <laughs> um, number one. Number one. Number one. He wants to be number one. Go to that's great. Know. And we wouldn't be gross about it. Let's let's be clear. Like if you and I were writing this musical, like in our daily lives, we'd be gross about it. But this is for Broadway, so it's going to be really subtle and classy. Yeah, very subtle, very very classy. Like just a few um, moments I think that's great. with water sloshing around. Okay, so that gets us that. And then the aliens come. The aliens right? come, and like Jeff Goldblum does his like what is this code thing? And that's like a really perfect moment for Harvey's patter song. Yeah. The Harvey's has his panic patter song. Panic patter. I call that's my great. mother. Or why'd I have to send my mother to Atlanta? <laughs> Very iconic. I better call iconic. my mother. I better call my lawyer. I better, no, fuck my lawyer. I better call my daughter. Gotta call my daughter. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yes. That's gonna be like. It's literally just. You just sang that song that Sarah, Sarah Stiles sings in uh, Tootsie, but yes. <laughs> when Rudin produces this and won't do the big alien number at the Tonys, they're just going to bring down the curtain and Harvey will come out and yes. sing the patter song. <laughs> Are there any other moments that you just see as, like, must-be songs in Act 1? There's got to be a song about how hot Bill Pullman is. Well, the, the weird thing, the whole thing about Bill Pullman as president, correct me if I'm wrong, is that he's like a ex air force like top gun stud who like yes. did something of importance and got elected by being the world's most famous fighter pilot which like even for the 90s feels like some weird <laughs> wishful I mean, it thinking feels like, it feels like they were like how could we need to have bill pullman get in a plane a fighter jet at the end i think we maybe just need to kind of i don't want to say cut bill pullman's character <laughs> But I think we I thought can, you were like, just going to say, I think maybe what we need to like, do is watch the movie again. And I was like, no, Sam, absolutely yeah, not. We need to watch it again. No, we need to cut Bill Pullman's character for the most part and just, like, have the president be looming large and, like, have him make the St. Crispin's Day speech song at the end of Act 2. Well, um, what's going on with his wife? What is that? What's going on there? Why is she away? I, there's too many characters. I got stuck. Um, I don't know. I feel like we do have to, in this version of Independence Day the Musical, we have to uh, we have to trim some fat. We can't have all of these characters. I think the Randy Quaid arc, though, there's a satisfaction in him blowing up the thing at the end. Yes, I agree. I think he is maybe the B-plot. Like, we've got the A-plot of Goldblum and Will Smith. Yeah. Um, I think Randy Quaid has to have a song with uh, his adopted, not adopted son, his stepson called Call Me Daddy. Or we get like a great flashback of his like vision where he was captured by the aliens. When aliens fingered my bum or something. Yeah, well, I mean, like we want to keep this like classy for Broadway. So like maybe like, I don't know, what do the aliens do to torture him besides like abuse him? Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) You know, 
Do they make him watch the extended version of Independence Day? <laughs> they might. They might. Uh, yeah, one moment that I really... I, I feel conflicted about, but I think kind of needs to be in the musical, is... Uh, Will Smith's Boo, the she dog. has a golden retriever named Boomer, which yes. like, has to be a puppet or like animatronic. And there's this fierce moment, and it's got to be at the end of Act 1, because it's when the aliens finally attack. Oh, where it's she's the final run- image of the act. It has to be. <laughs> where she, So she's running with her son through this like tunnel out of L.A., like fire is coming towards her. She's like, no, she finds like a little cove. To hide in. Like a maintenance closet. And I think she literally screams, okay, boomer. <laughs> so that's going to be a song. That's the actual finale. Hey, boomer. Okay, boomer. And the golden retriever literally does like parkour off of rooftops. Of it goes. cars, like car roofs. It, it's, a, it's one of those God sent shots where everything looks fake. Like the dog looks <laughs> fake. The cars look fake. Everything looks But what you're seeing is, like, you're looking up at this dog leaping from the flames to safety. The Act 1 finale is definitely called OK Boomer. It's definitely, it's framed by Vivica A. Fox being like, OK Boomer, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, we gotta get out of here, while everything is going to hell. The aliens are, are blowing up all of the major cities. Harvey dies. And and she shouts, she belts at the top of her lungs. It's like an alpha moment. Okay, boomer. Yes, and boomer goes flying over the audience. The, yes, the whole stage behind him explodes. Boomer's like boomer, who has previously just been like a milky white esque statue yeah. he goes fucking flying over the zoomed audience zoomed over the audience a la the flying monkeys in Wicked while oh, the chorus is like Pan, oh. and Harvey's dead and there's just fire and that's the end that's the end of the first act Should we talk act two? Yeah. Here's my pitch for the act two opening number, and then we'll get yours. So we would spotlight on, like, the president and, and Goldblum and Will Smith. They've all just got into Area 51. Like, they're all safe from the thing. And, and the scientist is like, you know, we actually have a few of these aliens that we've been learning from for years. Would you like to meet them? Which is kind of what happens in the movie. The crazy and, and the scientist. <laughs> because in the movie there's this fierce shot of like kapow and it's like the four aliens in like different colored gelled windows yes and i think we need like a cell block tango style number where the aliens oh. like, introduce themselves and how they got caught and that's how i got caught and that's how i got caught yeah and it's just like <laughs> yes. them like smoking uh sitting on chairs sexily being like i'm zap yeah. zoom Yes, and they've all got those names. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. So it's a, a Cell Block Tango parody where they kind of catch up, like, what the alien's plan is. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, yeah. So the president the, and Jeff Goldblum are in... Are there. Uh, with, the, with Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife, and lest we forget Judd Hirsch, who definitely sings, like, an emotional Yiddish song <laughs> at the yeah. end of the show. Well, there's also... <laughs> A, y- a Yiddish lullaby, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
but there's also this there's this crazy scientist character who looks like he kind of looks like John Hamm doing Rocky Horror Show like yes. drag. <laughs> I am upset uh, with you that you don't know who that actor is though. You being more into Star Trek than I am. Who is it? That's Data from Star Trek. Oh, is it really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, great. There's a moment in the movie where the aliens, who I guess can do mind control, maybe, mind control him into speaking for them. Yes. Like, they, like, wrap their tentacles around, and he's like, you will die. Yeah. And I think that's got to be the bridge. That's got to be the bridge of the cell block tango number. It's like, we've got the four aliens, and the fifth is just, like, this crazy scientist, like... Yeah, tangled yeah, up yeah, 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 in the yeah, tentacles, yeah. definitely speaking and, for them, and that's when you find out that the aliens are going to kill everybody, even though yeah. <laughs> we knew that already. Yeah, and and there's that moment where the president goes like, "Nuke them, nuke yes. those sons of bitches," and it's like, "Girl, don't." Okay. Oh, so then there's gotta be a really sweet, lovely number. Where Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox get married, and while that's happening, Jeff Goldblum and uh, his ex-girlfriend, or ex-wife, are, like, realizing that they love each other again, too. Right? Like, maybe this is the place where, like, R.E.M. would give us permission to do, like, it's the end of the world, and we know it, and I feel fine, like, remix. (laughs) It's gotta be, like, a sweet, lovely, a sweet, lovely ballad. That's what I'm saying. Like, listen to the words. It's the end of the world, but we're okay. We feel fine. No. Like, that's got to be the refrain, because, yes, because they love each other, and, like, it's okay. They're all going to die, but they love each other. I just think that's, like, the the nice, sweet ballad moment. Yeah, but it would be nice using the chorus of R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as we know it as a lovely throwback to the original source material. Great, okay, cool. And then we obviously have the One Day More-esque Bill Pullman moment, right? We, we got, I mean, the the thing that's like so kind of cringy and gross about the movie is this whole like, this whole like, the, the Americans are the ones who, like, you know, like... And then it goes to these sort of, like, very stereotypical images of, like, Africa or, like, Germany. Yeah, it literally is, like, kids running around with spears yeah. cheering. It's, like, it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah, And it's, like, they go to Iraq at one point. Yeah. So, like, it's we've got to acknowledge that. So this One Day More number is somehow, like, an American exceptionalism yes, One Day it's More. It's got to be about how sort of... I mean, it feels a little bit is, like that in the movie. It's, like... It's like we're forcing the 4th of July on every other country. Yeah, like it could be like it could be like um we get these vignettes of other countries like celebrating in their own like specific way and Bill Pullman like runs in and like wraps them in red That's totally what it is. Or like forces That's them That's totally what it is. to wear like Uncle it's Sam like, masks. It's like them It's like we he starts it and then it's it goes over to like the sort of other people and they're doing their own thing and he goes over and, and exactly does that. Takes over and makes it all about And he forces them to be excited about it and they join in, but they're like not excited yeah. about it. He's like the red, yeah, white, and yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he give he gives them hot dogs and hamburgers and Uncle Sam hats and yes. 
That's what it is. Yeah, that's great. And it's a thousand people um, on stage. And then, and then they're ready to attack, and this is like, this is the I've got to get me one of these moments, right? Yeah. Um, here's, here's Randy Quaid's song earlier, is it's got to be about how, like, what's going to happen when he finally... All the horrible, horrible things he's going to do to the aliens when he finally gets his revenge. Yeah, so we get, like, the reprise of what they did to him, but now it's what he's going to do to them. I was even going to say that's his act one. Okay, so we just have a number of, like, what's he going to do to them. Yeah, because then his whole thing is, like, he's, I mean, like, his line is, I looked it up, he goes, Hey, boys, I'm back! Which has to be, like, a thing. Yeah. Um, cause the, the elements we have to deal with now are, there's two moments. There's, hey boys, yes. I'm back, which is iconic. And there is the most iconic moment of the movie, which is Will Smith shooting out of the tunnel in the stolen alien spaceship going, I have got to yes. get me one yeah, of these. Yeah. And, and they literally fly into outer space. <laughs> yeah. It's psychopathic. And, like, Jeff Goldblum gets a little seasick. He gets seasick. a little seasick. And he does that whole, like, he's like, oops, yes, do it again, with without the oops. It's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so how do we how do we balance these? Like, which one gets its own number? Because um, we've just kind of done, like, a medley number with the One Day More Americana number. Yeah. It does feel like it's got to be, like, one jumbo. So here's the the solution. We probably do the Americana one day more number, then we bring it down for the love battle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then we bring in this medley number that, like, starts with Will Smith shooting into the atmosphere, screaming, I've got to get me one of these, and then, like, the entire ensemble is taking up the Quaid's, uh, this is what we're gonna do to the aliens. Yes, 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 yes. It's like an energized reprise of that. Yeah, so what, before it was like a sad, here's how I'll make you hurt yes. number. <laughs> now it's like everyone singing upbeat, like how and we're going like, to kick the aliens asses. It's like driving and crazy. And it's like this 10 minute sequence where Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are on the alien ship and they're, they're uh, putting the virus up into the whatever. And then, um, and then yeah. Randy Quaid. And it's got to go oh. like, vroom, like in and we hear Randy Quaid sort of a more ballady type reprise of what he was going to do that ends with him going, Hey boys, I'm back and going up the ship sphincter and blowing it up. It needs to have the like energy of like the end of defying gravity. Yes. The, uh, yes, ah, yes, yes. Like, Hey boys, back. I'm back. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and then we just need to wrap it up with the iconic, uh, we've used the word iconic so much, and I don't think we will for any movie as much as yeah, Independence yeah, yeah. Day. Oh, the iconic shot of them walking. Yeah, we wrap it up with them in the desert, smoking cigars. Walking toward us. Walking out in their very sexy jumpsuits. Very sexy. Like, and I think that's got to be some sort of big, swoony reprise of the number one song, and how they made it. So here, let's just recap one more time. Here's a recap of the numbers. We start with like a 4th of July number. Yes. Narrated by Harvey. Then then Will Smith peeing and having his I Want song. Um, then there's a couple different numbers. There's the Harvey uh, I Gotta Call My Mom number. There's the DC Jeff Goldblum love connection number. Yes. 
There's the Randy Quaid, this is what I'm gonna do to the Alien song, and all his other stuff. And then OK Boomer, right? Okay, Am I leaving anything out of oh, Act 1? Yeah, no, that's it. Um, Act 2 has the, the cell block tango number with all the mm-hmm. aliens. Then there's some more just like stuff as they like figure out how they're going to take down the aliens. Eventually we get this uh, St. Crispin's Day Americana, one day more, where Bill Pullman is forcing American culture across the yes. globe. <laughs> then the love, two, there's two love duets together. Um... Then the reprise of what we're going to do to the aliens, but everyone's doing it. It ends with Elphaba saying, boys, I'm back. Yes. And then the fierce hot moment of them in the desert in jumpsuits celebrating the 4th of July. Yes. And the final image is them there with their with their cigars. And it's just like, it's over. Another pitch for the end song, if we don't want to do like two reprises in a row. Yeah. Um... It's the same moment. It's the same moment, like them getting out of the crash ship. But they sing. They, they talk all the time about we don't like the cigars till the fat lady sings. Oh, and Harvey comes out in drag at the end of the show, <laughs> and he belts. And then they go when the fat lady sings. Of course, yeah, that's the finale. Yeah, that's great because that really ties in the Harvey. Thing. Yeah, exactly. He the one the one dramaturgical loose thread. There's a pyramid in the background that bursts open and Harvey comes flying out of it. Belzer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds like it would win at least three Tonys. At least three. You're at least gonna win for the set. Um, do we want to talk any like? last minute like casting shots yeah <laughs> what else what were the other things we had here blah 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 blah, blah. yeah 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 who who <laughs> did you have any ideas the thing is it's just like yeah. such an ensemble that it's like i think like jeff goldblum would be like santino fontana that's uh, exactly who i put great he, he booked yes. it i'll we'll call his agents and tell him um and my last casting thing was just if bill pullman's role had a bigger we go stunt casting and get hugh jackman oh no it's gotta be it's got uh, to be because you jackman. need like major zaddy energy for that role yeah i think it's gotta be hugh i think that's great um i had i was like uh we gotta get the odom for will smith Okay. Gotta get, gotta get Leslie. Audra McDonald is Vivica A. Fox, of course. I feel like that role, Audra would turn it down. <laughs> no, we gotta make it huge. We gotta make it a big part. She gets to sing OK Boomer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's a huge part. I don't know who plays Randy Quaid. Probably um, Mark Rylance. I love that you're dreaming so big. <laughs> Gotta be big. And Judd Hirsch is definitely Denny Burstein, uh, finally winning yeah. a Tony for singing his emotional Yiddish lullaby. <laughs> uh, and we get Harvey. We just get Harvey, right? It's got to be Harvey. Yeah, yeah. There's no other. There's no other. There's no way to person. do it. Um, and Boomer um, will be played by a massively successful puppet. Um, okay, yeah. last thought, um, last thought on the show is what do you think would be the best moment? Like, what's the moment you are most excited to see in Independence Day of the musical? I'm really excited about three moments. I'm excited about wow. Harvey. I'm excited about Harvey. I'm excited about OK Boomer and the dog flying over the audience. 
Okay, I mean, yeah, my, my pick is the dog flying over the audience. I think that is the money moment of the show. It's going to be like the chandelier in Phantom. It's got to be. And, and, and we're forgetting that while that's happening, there's a wall of fire coming at the audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, it is going to be one of those, like, iconic moments of musical theater that, like, 40 years down the road will still be remembered. Yes. And I think it's like... like you'll see a golden retriever puppet whirling <laughs> through the air, and you'll be like, ah, yes, that's yes. an Independence Day reference. It's the Independence Day musical. Okay. It's going to be a watershed moment in the American musical theater. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back, Kyle. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, some time has passed. You went away. You wrote a song. You handed that song off to a lot of talented people who did wonderful work on it. And now everyone gets to hear it. Do you want to set the scene? Yes. Okay. So this is early in the show. The aliens have uh, made their presence known and they're coming. And Jeff Goldblum approaches Harvey Firestein at their place of work and tells him, the aliens are coming. So without further ado, arranged, orchestrated, and produced by Joe Mendick, please enjoy Reed Campbell singing Harvey's Soliloquy from Independence Day, the musical. It's like chess, Marty. They're positioning themselves all over the world using this one signal to synchronize their efforts, and in approximately six hours, the signal's going to disappear and the countdown's going to be over. And then, checkmate. Oh my god, I gotta call my mother. I'm sorry for the rant, but I gotta call my mother and I gotta call my aunt. I gotta call my sister and my uncle and my cousin and my brother. And then, I gotta call my mother. Right. Well, like I said... I gotta call my mother. I'm blowing up the phone because the aliens are coming and my chums all gotta know. So I gotta call my therapist and father and my doctor and my lawyer. Wait, forget my lawyer. I gotta call my mother. Ma, ma, listen. Get your stuff together and go to Ed Estes. Don't argue with me. Just go. Oh, David. Why did I send my mother to Atlanta? Just go. And remember, recycle your Fanta. Oh, my Fanta. Oh, David, there he goes off again with his big ideas and heterosexual energy while I'm left to fend for myself again. <laughs> when you're the one gay in Independence Day, you ain't got shit to do. Schwitzing with stress, hiding under a desk like a fool. Though I'm worth more than this, it's 1996, and hairspray's still six years away, so I'm that gay, the one lonely gay in Independence Day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Insert Movie Here is hosted by myself, Sam French. 
And me, Kyle Wilson. We have a thousand thank yous. To the versatile Reed Campbell for voicing both Jeff Goldblum and Harvey Firestein, and to Joe Mendick for arranging, orchestrating, and producing the song. To the great folks on our theme song, Andy Einhorn, who produced the track, Nevada Lozano, who arranged and orchestrated the tune, Daniel Kluger for mixing, Jessica Thompson for mastering, and David Davin for music editing. To Will Blum on lead vocals, Lindsay Roberts, Zanny Laird, Jackson Perrin, and Adrian Rosas singing backup. Chad Smith on saxes, Rebecca Patterson on trombones, Trevor Newman on trumpets, and Evan Hyde on drums. Our incidental music is arranged by Jeremy Robin Lyons. And thanks to Thomas Constantine Moore, who designed our logo, our music supervisor, Andy Einhorn, and executive producer, John Albert Harris. Thanks for listening. Right now, at this exact moment, you can also listen to episode one, The Shape of Water, the musical.